Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aitken from Narrowing the Field. again uh welcome along to everyone uh, we head to newbury this weekend for part one of the pod blast taking in three of the handicaps said to be run at the track on saturday uh, including the feature race on the card the great two national hunt mares novice hurdle uh, we then take our usual detour up to scotland for our top middle and bottom football tricksy battle and uh, then close out the pod blast with the best of the rest section. Can't wait for top, middle and bottom. Uh, so, the first race on the agenda is the Bet Victor Handicap Chase off a 2.05 at uh, Newbury. Ten runners set to go to post over two miles, four furlongs. Ben, can you start us off with that one and welcome along? Well, Tony, yeah, the, the Bet Victor Handicap Chase. Um, I actually thought it was a tricky little race, to be fair. Uh, six of the ten runners, one last time out. So plenty coming in in some form. Uh, Heltonham is interesting. He's uh, he's least exposed in the field. I only need to step on a bit from what he's shown so far, but clearly more than possible. Um, but he's jumping two class levels here. Uh, small concern for me. I ran some stats, uh, and the skeletons don't have the best stats for last time out winners in handicaps that jump two or more classes. I do like Heltonham, though, but um, I'm not sure I'm keen on backing him. A Super 6, he is also a last time out winner. Also unexposed over fences. He was very good when a Haydock last time out. Uh, Nigel Twiston Davies has a decent record in Newbury. Class 2 or less handicaps with last time out winners. He's got 10 wins and 5 places from 34 qualifiers, which is a 29% win strike rate. Uh, over 34 points profit. Uh, when Sam Twiston Davies is on board, it improves to 6 winners from 10. Super 6 himself, I think he looks versatile with regards to ground. And he was thought good enough to run in the 2021 champion bumper at Cheltenham as a four-year-old. Finished just over 12 length, fifth of 14 behind Sir Gerhard Kilcrute. So it's clearly been highly enough thought of by Twisted Davies right from the off. And Super 6, I think he's around maybe 6 to 1-ish. Yeah, anyway, 6 to 1. So he's, he's the one I like in this. Tony, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'll just make a note. I forgot to do me Super 6 this weekend, so I'll just make a note of that. Cheers, <laughs> mate. Um, yeah, a sport de gay for me for trainer Paul Nichols. Harry Coblin recently switched from uh, Venetia Williams. He's had one run for Nichols. That was uh, earlier this month at Newbury, finishing five of seven runners, beaten, uh, well beaten 18 lengths in a, a grade three contest at uh, at Newbury, the Great Greatwood uh, Gold Cup. Cup handicap chase. Uh, he has one on soft. He's two from seven on soft with a, an extra three places there as well. He's won a class two. He's won on a left-handed track. Uh, he's hit the frame on three occasions from seven stars starts and uh, three of his four wins on a slightly undulating track. So Espoir de, de Guy for me, the nine-year-old. He's not getting any younger, but uh, he's had a, it's his second run. He, he joined Paul Nichols and he immediately gave it a, a wind operation. Uh, first run for Paul Nichols, uh, 4th of March, uh, and he, he goes again here tomorrow. It's around 5-1. to one. I may be playing him uh, if I can get an each way on him and maybe 
put him in a couple of each way doubles uh, tomorrow. Espoir de Guy in the 205. Uh, next one, Ben, 240. National Hunt Mayor's Novices Chase, uh, ch- Hurdle rather, Grade 2, Limited Handicap over 2 miles and 4.5 furlongs. Uh, over to you, Ben, for this one. Yeah, it's a race that's seen some decent winners in recent years. Uh, Snow Leopardess, Roxana, Annie, Annie Mac, Annie MC, whatever you call her, uh, all won this, and then they were they all kind of went on to reach a decent enough level after that. And um, Betting has this year's renewal wide open. It was thirty to two seven on the field, and to be honest, I couldn't disagree with that. It does look an open race. Um, on the trainer front, No Williams, he sent three to this race previously. He's one of the two of them. Um, I also had a look at No Williams runners in all Newbury handicap hurdles. I saw that he has a record of six runners, four winners, and one second. So he does not waste his handicap hurdle bullets mm. when he sends them to Newbury. He is a movedy uh, in the race this year. Uh, she would warrant plenty of respect. She'd be... Uh, tuned to second for this, you have to think, given trainer's record in the race. She also warmed up in the same Doncaster race that one of his previous winners winners of the race, Briary Queen, warmed up in. So definitely no surprise at all to see Movidi run a big race. Now, a couple of trends to help narrow the field for this one. The last 15 all carried 11.5 or less, 10 or less career starts, and ran in a hurdle race over at least 2 mile 1, but no further than 2 mile 5.5 last time out. That's all 15, last 15 fed that, but 21 of the last 22 winners actually met with those trends. Um, that would cut the field down to less than half this year. My personal sort of shortlist would be Royal Dance, Blue Beach, Energy One, and I Am Gonna Be. Uh, Royal Dance for the Skeletons, he's actually won, or she sorry, is one that I noted after she finished second on her bumper around this time last year. Horse that beat her that day. Ukan Tango won its next two, uh, finished second, I agree, to at Cheltenham November, and currently finds. Uh, finds themselves rated 128. So it's not hard to think that Royal Dance is currently on a lenient enough mark, uh, a 112. Blue Beach definitely catches the eye as well because she bumped into one of your favourite mares, Tony, on her hurdle debut at Worcester. She finished second behind Channel Festival winner, You Wear It Well. Mm. Um, and that one clearly has shown some seriously impressive form since then. Um, you Wear It Well, now rated 142. Blue Beach lines up here for mark of 108. Looks lenient, I think, uh, Blue Beach. So, looks a damn tough race, but I will pin my colours to the mast of Blue Beach. And I am tempted by No Williams runner Movidi. Uh, she actually did post a, a strong speed figure, pro form speed figure last time out. And you've got to think Movidi's been, this has been the target all season. No Williams likes to grab this pot. So I think I'll be Blue Beach and Movidi myself. Tony, what have you got? Yeah, please, you went back to Movidi there, uh, Ben, because he's the Noel Feely Racing Syndicate or Racing yeah, Club. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's all, they've also got uh, Royal Dance as well to, uh, for Dan Skelton as well. But these two, uh, is uh, David Cross, isn't there, and uh, Noel Feely. And yeah, it just yeah. appeals to me that they buy well, they place the horse as well. They, they really are worth a second look. All the Noel Feely horses, the race, Noel Feely racing syndicates, they remind me of the Dixon brothers 
to be honest, they buy well and they do place their horses very, very well. Uh, you know, Chris and Martin, uh, regardless mm-hmm. of what you think about them on racing TV, I, I think the great guys, I've met them both, uh, well, both uh, near to me, uh, around the whole Driffield area. Um, and I, I just think they buy well and they, they certainly do place the horses well. A bit like the Millmans as well, James Millman, he does uh, place his uh, now, now assistant trainer to his father. They do, uh, they're worth watching as the, the season starts as well how the millmans train their, uh, place their horses in the right races and I feel the Noel Feely Racing Syndicate as well they do the buy well and and place the horses well so a good shout there Ben I'll be looking I'll have a second look at that um, I came up with the, the favourite I'm afraid but even though it's uh, 7 to 1 at the minute so the, the mayor Ruby Island first time cheek pieces here winner at air on hurdling debut won a novices contest at Weatherby's last month um, second of nine at air earlier this month three career wins of both have all come left handed uh, one on a slightly undulating track uh, certainly an improving sort this Ruby Island for trainer Mark Walford Jamie Hamilton gets on well I think he's been in the plate for three of the, the, the wins at least uh, two of the wins at least uh, Jack Garrity there before before him, I think uh, she can be expected to run another big race, given her consistency. Uh, Ruby Island will go with Espoir de Guy in an each-way double for me tomorrow. So uh, that's uh, Ruby Island for me in the 2.40, Ben. We move on, uh, skip a couple of races now, mate, and uh, we go to the 4.25, the Handicap Chase, Class 3, over two miles and half a furlong. Yeah, uh, Calgary Tiger is down the bottom of the weights, he has been absolutely transformed by going over fences and um, clearly entered the chasing game on a mark some way below his ceiling. Runs here off 112. That's 14 pounds above the mark he won off at one canton last month. I still say as a mark is within range for him, though. Uh, worry for me would be he might not get a solo lead out front. And also, depending on how much rain falls. He'll be facing different ground to which he faced in his last two starts. It's not to say he won't handle us off, obviously, but it's, it's a bit of an unknown. Um, there is rain forecast, but I, I do like Calgary Tiger. I, I do think there's more to come from him. Uh, it might be a case of seeing exactly what the ground is doing before making a final decision on him. Uh, it's currently good to soft, soft in places. There's some heavy rain forecast. I suppose it depends if it, if it comes, if it gets into the ground, but my eye is drawn to Calgary Tiger. Um, not available. There's another one in the race for these for the Shepherds, Stan Shepherd, Jockey, Matt Shepherd, Trainer. He's at the other end of the experience scale at Calgary Tiger. But despite coming here off the back of two wins, he's actually still running off a mark below his highest winner mark. Uh, and he does seem to have been sparked back to life with the reapplication of blinkers. He's three wins from seven, four places on wearing blinkers, so never out of the places to stay on here. And he actually drops in class from his win at Chepstow last time out. That was a class two. Uh, this is a class three. So he's probably the one I'm mo- uh, mainly interested in just now until we see the ground. So not available for me for the Shepherds. Tony, what have you got? Uh, with you, mate, on this race, uh, fully agree, 100%. Uh, I'll be um, split stakes, uh, Dutch in these two, uh, not available. The notes I've made, uh, win of the last two starts, Wincanton and Chepstow, basically just repeating what you said, not out of the places 
in seven starts in blinkers, uh, which is a major start there for me. Uh, and Calgary Tiger, eight-year-old, winner of last two starts, including uh, one over course and distance, uh, albeit in a four-runner race. Uh, off a £10 low mark uh, likes good uh, that was on good ground uh, I don't think there'll be a problem with the good to soft yesterday w- w- uh, uh, tomorrow rather won at Wing Canton on good to soft so yeah pretty much the same there Ben I, I, not a lot to add there uh, for Calgary Tiger and not available both course and distance winners I do like them and probably will be dutching them tomorrow right the one you've all been waiting for. Here we go. Good Lord. Uh, whatever happened last week. There we go for this week's top, middle and bottom. Usual rules apply. Uh, it's just for fun, everyone. It's a one-pound Trixie from us both. Four-pound in total. Ben, an update and a comment on last week, please. Well, yeah, I think first we need to cover the total absurd randomness that can be Scottish lower league football last Saturday. League leaders at the time, Dumbarton, taking on joint bottom at the time, Albion Overs. Dumbarton had lost once at home all season. I'd only conceded seven goals all season at home. I should be straightforward enough for Dumbarton. Absolutely. Yeah, come on. Absolutely. What happens? What happens there? They only go and get absolutely gubbed 5 1 on their home turf. Worse than that, Tony. 4 0 down at half time against bottom of the table Albion. I mean, what the hell, man? For, right? Well, that's just crazy. But fast forward to midweek. Albion Rovers got a home game against Stranraer. Stranraer, who, by the way, comfortably the worst away record in the league. Surely I. Albion Rovers can consolidate their absolute ripping of Dumbarton, eh? Come on. Right, they've got to be able to see off poor Traver Stranraer. You know what, Tony? Stranraer are going to make it a bit easier for them because Stranraer played the second half with 10 men. What happens? Stranraer bloody win 1-0. <laughs> you, you just, I mean, what's that? You can't make that stuff up. You really can't. If Roger it's Cook just, was still going, eh? He'd be going him, in. Yeah. <laughs> Get him down to the rock. Yeah, he was going on at Dumbarton. Yeah, Crazy did you stuff. deliberately make? Uh, did you deliberately take two fa- foul throws there? <laughs> She's just mental. It's crazy. That's the best but, I can do there, by the way. <laughs> to be honest with you, Tony, me, we're the crazy people because here we go again. Yes, Top middle and bottom, staying in the Scottish leagues. So running totals, punishment. Ben. Running totals. Oh, running totals. Yep. yep. Last last week, one winner, two losers for you. Minus four myself. One winner, two losers. Minus four points, running totals, Tony, plus 25.27, myself, plus 47.56. We've still got a cushion, Tony. Yeah. We've still got a cushion. Yeah. We're still ticking. Just uh, just need to ride out the randomness of Scottish <laughs> football. Trust me, I've done it most of my life, so it's not easy. Anyway, let's crack on this week. Top championship. Partick Thistle to beat Cali Thistle. The Thistles at 11 to 8. Partick unbeaten in six, kept clean sheet in the last three. Cali haven't managed to keep a clean sheet in any of the last six matches. Partick are also looking to keep their playoff hopes in their own hands, keep up their momentum. So Partick Thistle for me here, and this is this is a Friday game, by the way, Partick versus Cali. In the middle, Scottish first, Dunfermline to beat Montrose at evens. Looks dangerous when you see these, but that's just too big. League leaders, Dunfermline, lost once in league all season, and on the road, Seriously tight, conceded only seven away from home. Uh, 
That one loss wasn't Montrose back at the start of the season, so they'll be out for revenge here. Uh, Dunfermline, currently unbeaten in eight, have kept a clean sheet in the last four, and they want to keep the form ticking so they can get this title wrapped up sooner rather than later. So Dunfermline, for me, in this one. And bottom, East Fife to beat my home team, Elgin, 21-20. Bar the shock win at Dumbarton, Elgin have been spiralling out of control in the league. Dumbarton win was their only win in the last nine. They've lost five of the last seven. They're just in a bit of a funk, to be honest. So, <laughs> East Fife got to beat them. They finally got their home form sort of East Fife as well. So, I'm going to take East Fife to pile on the misery on Elgin. And this is also a Friday game. So, ah, Partick, right. Partick on Friday, Dunfermline on Saturday, East Fife on Friday. Armine Tony, what have you got? Uh, championship Queen's Park at home to Arbroath, 9 to 11. That's a, that's an evening game as well. That's a Friday game. And uh, we have in League One, Dunfermline away at Montrose. Uh, that's 21 to 20. And in League Two, Stenhouse Muir at home to Forfar, 19 to 16, whatever that is and uh, I'm not quite sure which is a Friday game but I know Queen's Park at home to Arbroath is a Friday game uh, later on this evening so uh, yeah, yeah, check the uh, fixtures Dunfermline away at Montrose in League 1 and uh, League 2 Stenhouse Muir at home to Forfar. Ben, we uh, close out this week's uh, show with the best of the rest some trends, stats and pointers from the rest of Saturday's action. Ben, uh, your bits? Yeah, I am heading to a banger and I'm looking at Alistair Ralph. Now, Alistair Ralph at banger in handicap chase or no, and handicap chase hurdles, yep, with um, handicap debutants. Now, he's only sent six there, but three of them are won. One of them is placed, which points to his Sherbo Balob. <laughs> Noise you say, but it's in the 453 of Banger for Alistair Ralph, Sherbo Balob, um, making handicap debut. That ties into a wider Alistair Ralph angle I have at Banger. So you'll get Alistair Ralph at Banger, class four or five races since 2018, um, two miles, seven or shorter races with fields of 12 or less. He has a record of 14 from 47. 30% strike rate, 144 points profit. It's a huge mm. profit from him. He's very much overlooked to the track. Um, place, he's 27 for 47, so a 57% win in place strike rate. So Alistair Raff on Saturday has Risque d'Argent in the 233 and the aforementioned Sherbo Balob in the 453. So yeah, I'm going to look at Alistair Ralph. It's not an angle I've made much use of. It's one of them I've been keeping an eye on hmm. um, but it's ticking away um, bit of a quiet year on it last year but he's one from one on the angle this year he was six from 12 in 2021 yeah I think he's an, he's also often in general as a trainer I think skips under the radar a bit but yes definitely but yeah he's I like him he's 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 starting to build some nice stats along the way and his uh, banger stats in class four or five races two miles seven or less Fuels of 12 or less, 30% strike rate, and as I said, plenty of profit on offer there. So the two he's got, again, 233, a banger, Risk d'Argent, uh, Jack Tudor on board, and 453, banger, Sherbo, I can't say this horse's name, <laughs> it's the Sherbo Balob uh, in the 453. He's got Jay Tidball, £7 claimer on top, so 
also Ralph aren't banger for me, Tony. What was that, what was that last one? Is that not Bill and Ben Shobalob? Uh, yeah, you're too uh, young for Bill and Ben, uh, mate. Yeah, I know, I know of Bill and Ben, but never seen an episode in my life. Is it, <laughs> is that how you say that? Shobalob. Oh, keep you right. Yeah, yeah, Shobalob. Yeah. Yes, definitely, mate. Definitely Bill and Ben. Shilobobob. Well, Shilobobob. There you go. Shilobobob. Shilobobob. Yeah, cheese for that, Ben. Uh, last week, last week, I'm going to stick with uh, Paddy Wadge, uh, our apprentice, our claimer. Uh, he's got four rides at Musselburgh on Friday. So just have a look at those. Obviously, each way. He's got three for Lucinda Russell, one for Brian Ellison, who seems to be using him quite a bit. He had three that I put up last week or made you aware of, didn't put up. Uh, you, you know, make your own minds up whether you're going to follow them or not. At Newcastle last week, he was fifth of eighth on Lebowski, 10 to 1. Uh, 72 for Sandy Thompson, pulled up Hatton's Gardens. Uh, five to one, third of eight. Uh, at uh, Newcastle last Saturday uh, obviously um, sod's law what happens first race at Carlisle on Sunday uh, first of three Baron de Middleton uh, wins at 4-1 to one for trainer Brian Ellison absolutely typical but we're going to stick with him on Saturday uh, Saturday uh, Paddy Wadge he's got four rides at Kelso on Saturday so uh, have, have a look at them dig them out uh, and they're for four uh, for four different trainers, Diane Sayre, Martin Todd Ruth Jefferson and Lucinda Russell. Uh, so he's got four at Musselburgh today, uh, later on on Friday, and four rides at Kelso on Saturday. That's Paddy Wadge, my uh, uh, claimer to keep an eye on. So uh, we'll, fingers crossed there. Uh, probably, I'm not quite sure what he's riding on Sunday, but he'll probably have his first winner on Sunday after those eight get beat. Uh, many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast. Remember, if you're an early riser, uh, you can catch me on Epic Radio weekdays between 5am and 7am. And, of course, uh, r- lots of reading on narrowthefield.co.uk from Ben. Until next week, it's uh, thanks very much, Ben. Just on. Thank you, and a big thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone.